Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Dawn Mansky. Dawn empowers women around the world through dignified employment in the fight against human trafficking. That is a big, big deal. You do a lot, Dawn Mansky. I try. So here's what I find so very interesting about what you do is the and and we've had this conversation. So I know a little bit about Dawn, um, but we've had this conversation where you you talk about okay when I see something going on in the world mm. like yep. an earthquake, your immediate thought is that community is now vulnerable and people can be taken from that community and put into human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Not something most of us think of, mm. but it is interesting that, you know, this is a thought process for you. And it's something now I think about mm. whenever, you know, it's but since mm-hmm. I've known you, I'm like, oh, my gosh, now I think in this different way. Now, yes, all these other terrible things are going around, an earthquake or what have you. But now this community is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So you work to get help. That's part of what you do. Let's let's put awareness on this and let's help that community so we do not have a bunch of people going into human trafficking, which is traumatic and horrible and terrible and all of that. Right. So what is, is there a question there? Yes, well, you're yes, right. Speak yeah. to that. I'm, that's cool that you're now thinking in, the, you, those, in that way. Where that did I'm you glad. learn about yeah. this? Like what, like when, like how did you get into this whole thing of human trafficking? What was the thing you said, you know what, I need to help these people out. You know, it. Um, I think the one there, there's like a pivotal moment. I, there were things that led up to it, but there was a pivotal moment. And I was at a informational lunch. Um, IJM sponsored a lunch. I was in grad school, uh, International Justice Mission, this okay. amazing group that helps fight human trafficking. And oh, they were wow. raising awareness and they were doing an informational lunch. And, um, they brought in this video. It was an undercover reporter, and it showed him um, going into the back, just not in the back streets, just walking through the streets of Cambodia, asking for the youngest girls he could find. Mm. And the guys he was talking to were like, okay, we can hook you up. And they took him down this little dark alley thing into a room, and they set him there, and they said, okay, you just hang on. And they ushered in all these little girls. And they were ranged from maybe seven to thirteen. Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm watching this because this is it's on video, and the, you know it's not the greatest video because it's a little camera hidden somewhere. Right, on this right, dude. right. But it just like it broke my heart and it turned my stomach, and I was like, "This is what's happening." And and they for ten dollars could have yum yum, you know, which was oral sex, and. Oh, that's these, that's like horrifying. Right. And like the, these images, sorry, (laughs) the images of these young girls, like I still see those faces and, and I, it just, it, that was pivotal. And I thought this is so wrong. This is so wrong. And then, and I was in grad school after I spent 10 years living in China and I kind of, as I started learning more about sex trafficking, like this is a huge thing. Right. I had seen human trafficking happening 
I knew kids that were trafficked in China when I lived there. We didn't call it that. When, you know, we they were the street kids that had been brought into okay. Beijing by bosses from a poor community. But I knew the situation. I understood how that how that happened. A friend of mine actually started a school specifically for those street kids. And she explained, these kids come from poor communities. The poverty makes them vulnerable to yeah. these bosses. Right. Exactly. And the boss says, hey, you're having a hard time. These bosses know the community, these little villages in the rural parts of China. They get to know the people. And so it's this People, people know them, so it's a relationship that they seem, you know, comfortable with. Right. And they say, you know what, you're having some financial issues. You know, either you lost a job or something happened. These vulnerabilities can stack, you know, or there's a crisis in the family. There's a natural disaster or something. Anything that adds to those vulnerabilities, you can just stack them. Right. And they look for the most vulnerable. And they say, you know what, if you let your son or your daughter come with me to the big city, everyone thinks the big city's got all the answers and exactly. all the money. Right. Then they I can get them a job at a really nice restaurant and they're gonna make a lot of money. And as a down payment, just as a foreshadowing of the money they can send you in the future because they're gonna make so much money, here's some money. And they give the they give the family more money than they've probably ever seen. And the family's like, oh my gosh, this, this is, is the a, answer to all of our problems. Our yeah, kid is going right. to be taken care of, get a good job. We're they're going to be able to help us financially. You know, like th- it seems so like a good deal. So this grooming of the parents is happening. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And but we, it's it's all deception. It, it's well, all yeah. a lie, right? Like right, right, right. It's there is just this lie. So it was kind of seeing that and understanding the poverty and how poverty plays into it as a vulnerability. Another thing that really kind of stood out and another incredibly, a a situation that makes people incredibly vulnerable is devaluation of the girl child. And I remembered when I was in China going with friends, we would, we were very intentional about like once a month, I think, once every couple of weeks, I don't know, we would go on Saturday to the local orphanage. And in China, back in the day, things have changed, but Boys were so important right? when family, and they were only allowed one child. If it was a girl, they just discarded them. Oh, my And so gosh. the orphanages were full of little girls right. because of devaluation of the girl child. So mm-hmm. as I saw sex trafficking, bigger picture, bit under the umbrella of human trafficking, which is exploitation, right. you know, like right. so, many, so many different names for it, but human trafficking that some of the the vulnerabilities that lead to that so easily extreme poverty devaluation of the girl child and then i started learning more I, around the same time i was you know learning more about in the united states vulnerabilities that we see here we don't see the extreme poverty the same way we have poverty don't get me wrong but right. not the extreme poverty so the vulnerabilities i mean here I think I know some of me. them. So like Jeffrey Epstein, right? The whole thing of here are girls that want it to be, you know, like we're we're told your life is going to change. Here's easy ways to make money. Or, you know, the one that um, that we would see, my daughter would see was like, hi, we're looking for cheerleader bodies to be uh, in a movie in Hollywood and we want to talk to you, you know? And of 
thankfully my daughter was informed enough that she knew that this was a bunch of, you know, crap, mm -hmm. not for real. But some girls get all starry and like, oh my gosh, I've been discovered. Mm -hmm. You know, finally right? somebody, somebody sees the worth in me. And now I'm going to go off and be a Hollywood starlet. And this really good looking guy that I'm talking to on whatever social media platform is going to pay for me to go to New York or California or whatever. I'm guessing that we see that in the U.S. Yeah. And what are the roots to some of those things? You know, yeah, your daughter has an incredible support system through you. Exactly. Lack of So big picture vulnerability, lack of support from friends and family. Right. When a, when a child grows up in a family that just doesn't give a rip, yep. they don't pay attention. And don't they're don't not, help build up that self-worth self and the confidence and right. the self-esteem. And, you know, insecurity. Yeah. And, right. okay, so let's be real. When I talk about stacking vulnerabilities, how many teenage girls, teenage boys as well, are insecure? Okay, right. that's 100%. Yeah, to right. different levels. Exactly. Like exactly. we're all like when we go through those puberty teen years, kind of insecure. I'm fifty eight, and I still <laughs> got some insecurities. <laughs> right. Yeah, we still have insecurities, <laughs> but that's just a mess. Like that whole yes. teenage, they are so vulnerable, right. because of the insecurities. But then you stack that with my parents don't care. Okay, and then I don't have a boyfriend and all of my friends do. Right. And every teenager, my parents don't understand me. Right. But when this, when there's a strong support system, so think about kids in the United States, like one of the most vulnerable groups in our country, lack of support from friends and family, kids in the foster system. Oh, my gosh, yes. So, so that's like, there is no unfortunately, support. like kind of. Easy pickings, as right. you would say, for these people. Well, and it's oh, it's so sad. But I have I've talked a lot to people about. I'm a foster parent as mm -hmm. well, and they those kids are accustomed to a new situation that's getting paid because the state pay. Like if you oh, foster, right, kids, right, right, yeah, the state pays the state you some gives money. you a minimal. You're an awesome foster parent, though. There's a lot oh. of really horrible ones out there. There are some wretched. Yeah, I mean, we have I mean, gotten kids that were adopted, and they were adopted for the money. And oh. you want to talk about their their bio parent dumped them into the system, didn't even send them to a nice agency, dumped them into the system, and then some woman came along fostered a bunch of kids just for the money, adopted some of them if she could prove that they were, if if they need, require well, the enough medical assistance, you get extra money. people like, oh, really? If you adopt okay. out of the system and ah. she adopted three, so that's a special, they were siblings. She adopted three siblings and she took them to enough doctors to get them medicated to a certain level that they were considered special needs and she got more money all the way around for these kids. Oh, I and then know did that not give that with a adoption. Rip. Okay. And didn't provide no, food. and they right. And then probably was medicating the heck out of them so that they right. were really right. like living in mm -hmm. zombie oh, zone. It right? was it's yeah. So there are some so you talk about vulnerabilities. That that group in our country is incredibly vulnerable. Right. You want to talk vulnerabilities. We don't see devaluation of the girl child the same way. But right. girls, insecurity, physically, we're not quite as strong. Right. So, you know, there we all yeah. have vulnerabilities. You right. know, you walk down the street, 
on in the wrong place. It doesn't matter what street. Exactly. There are vulnerabilities that people can expose, but when you stack them and you've got poverty, so you're desperate when you don't have the skills or the abilities to get a job to provide your own employee, you know, to provide for yourself, the financial independence is out of there. You don't have support from friends and family. Devaluation of the girl's child, the society looks at you and says you're not worth what others are. You know, and I have to... I have to, uh, I mean, I think that this comes into it, but I, one of the things I did with my daughter was I wanted her to have that gut, really recognize her gut feeling. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the ways that we would do that is, is, you know, she was a pretty friendly kid, but like we would be, for example, we were in line at a grocery store one time and this man started wanting to talk to her and she was kind of shying away and like and I and I looked and I said she just she doesn't want to talk right now you mm-hmm. know right and uh, and later I asked her and I said why didn't you want to talk to that man and and I was like I, and, and I was trying mm-hmm. to get her to voice it and I don't think she really knew how to voice it at the time but I said did you feel like something was wrong mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. said yes I go so did I mm-hmm. and I'm like so you made the right choice you don't interact with people because even though he seemed nice something was not right there right there's you know and so it's like helping them to but you know again if you don't have a support system behind you to right. teach you to to mm-hmm. really honor that gut feeling and intuition and what have you your radar's not going to go off right right and and those perpetrators so when i talk about human trafficking i i kind of break it down into five points. Okay. You know, so the five key components of exploitation, which we, one of them that I talk about the most is what we've been talking about, vulnerabilities. Right. So that's the first one. That's a situation. That right. is, that's all that is. It's a situation. But the second key component is perpetrators or procurers. And they, those are people who are experts. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're successful in deceiving, right, they are experts at identifying the vulnerabilities and presenting the solution right. that is a lie and it's deception. So like, manipulative. You don't have any money. I'm going to offer a solution to that. I am your savior. Yes. I've got the all the answers. My heart is so good. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I'm going to help you. For the runaway, I mean, runaways are very vulnerable. Insecurity, they don't know where they are, blah, blah, blah. You know, all this stuff. Right. Traffickers hang out at train stations and bus stations looking <sighs> for... The teen runaways right. that are walk getting off a bus and they're like, oh, my parents don't understand me and da da da. And they get to a new city because they think that's going to solve their problems and they don't know where they are. Right. And someone will come along, often a female, and say, Oh, I'll help oh, you. Man. I'll help you. Yeah. And then she hands them off to someone else. You know, so that's those perpetrators. So scary because there was a day where it was. If always look for the female to help oh, you. Oh, right, right, right. You know, and look for the female with kids. Yeah, that's right. The mom. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> female with mom. children that you can tell this mom loves the kids. Yes. that's the person that's yes. going to like beat the crap out of the other person. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. That's, we have adrenaline energy for that, you know. But right. but yeah. So um, so then okay. there's exploitation, and mm-hmm. that's just you mentioned grooming. There's a, a phase within sex trafficking that's called seasoning. What a disgusting term. Ugh, yeah. But that is when you take this person and they the deception has worn off. The, the person realizes, oh, whatever you told me is not really totally, true. Yes. 
but they are now trapped. And whether that is I'm force, fraud, or coercion. That's those are the three things that you look at. Is mm-hmm. this is this exploitation? Is this human trafficking? Force, fraud, or coercion. Like I might not I might not force you to do anything. There may not be any fraud, but if you do if you step outside of this box, I'm going to kill your family. Yeah, right. So exactly scary you know, stuff. And, right. Right. So if those elements are in place, so it's vulnerabilities, perpetrators, procurers, exploitation, rescue and restore, and then that is this person has has been taken into exploitation. And a lot of people, I'm going to go back a little bit to exploitation. A lot of people wonder, well, why don't they leave? Like, how do they get out of it? Oh, yeah. That seasoning process is kind of, a friend of mine summarized it well. She goes, so they kind of beat the hope out of them. Yeah. And and trap them. You're trapped. You are in a prison. Well, in a, no, in your mind. In your mind. That's right. what I mean. Physically, like you're, you're, you're not, not physically in a prison. You can, you can hop on away. another bus and run off to wherever, right. but they've been imprisoned. They believe there's yes. no way out. They think, this is my life. This is my value. This is my worth. Right. There is nothing else I can... They mm. have been told this over and over and over, the seasoning right. process or the grooming. The grooming is getting them into the situation. The seasoning process is beating the hope out of them. Like, you are not going to leave. Right. And that can be gang raping, burning, starving until, and every person's different. Every person, that resilience within them, that perseverance, it could be a couple days, you know, and they're like, okay, well, I guess this is my life. Or it could be two months of seasoning process, like, until they give in and they're like, I guess this is this is my life. This is my life now. But oh. then there's rescue and restore. And the best way, the best way for this to happen is through outreach teams. Okay. And this is not, I mean, I have we haven't talked about my business at all, which is totally, well, we gotta no, get no, there. We gotta get there. But <laughs> I have told people and you you but started. This off, is like, this is the how we get there. what's behind your business. Right. This is why you do your business. Right. And I have told people, we empower, look, just like you said, we empower people. We empower survivors of sex trafficking through dignified employment. And people hear sex trafficking. And I literally, Mish, I have had people come to me and say, I want to go on a raid. And I'm like, please don't. You yeah. don't know what you're doing. Yeah, and you can't just like. So if mm. you think, just go to the mindset with me. You have, you have a normal life. You get deceived. You get sucked into this exploitation. Now you think this is normal. Right. Right? Right. When someone rips you out of normal, that's trauma. Exactly. So even though this is a horrible, disgusting situation. It's the devil you know, It's the devil you know. It's the devil you know. Ripping someone out, like people think these rescues, and sometimes that's the only way. That's what we've seen on the movies. That's what we see in the movies, and everybody's, and then they all go home, and right, and then the girl is like, "Oh, I'm I'm back home," yeah, which is definitely not the case. No, no, building a relationship, and so Mm -hmm. a lot of the partners that we work with, when they're dealing with survivors, or when they're trying to help with rescue and restore, point number four, key component number four. It's about relationship. And, and that has to be really difficult because the first time they had a relationship with somebody they trusted landed them there. Now we're trying, now we've got real actual good people mm-hmm. wanting to build a relationship with you. No deception. Oof. No. Yeah. That's a big task. Right. 
it's a it's it's a very small percentage that actually come out of it. Oh, because gosh. it's such yeah, because it's a hard thing. But point like that fourth component is rescue and restore, and that's what we kind of think of as safe houses. Okay, you know, it is the rescue, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say the best way to do that is relationship. But it's not always possible. Sometimes it is that physical I'm remove them you out of here. You got to get out of here. Yeah. We're going to help you. Yeah, you got to trust me. You know, right. sometimes that's with a kid. And well, gosh, you grab them kid, and you're like, <laughs> I would just be like, get them the hell out of there, and we and will figure this out. We'll figure you it know? out in a yeah. safe place, exactly. Right. But sometimes the 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 easiest way for them, the best way for them emotionally is to take ownership. That makes we sense. always right. do better when we have taken some ownership of right. decisions. Right. So anyway, rescue and restore. And then we go to reintegration, return and reintegrate. Right. And that is, so during that rescue and restore, hopefully during that safe house, the safe space where they're out of ex- exploitation and just kind of at the beginning of recovery, they're getting life skills and they're getting job training and they're learning things. So, and their, their perspective has to be totally shifting. Right. But eventually moving into point number five or component number five, return and reintegrate where they can be, they can support themselves. They have the skills mentally. They're in a space where they can show up and they can take responsibility for things. And they're, are they ever done with the trauma that they've been through? No. But they're far enough along that they can go back and they can go, you know what? I'm gonna do a new, a new way of life. And this is return and reintegrate. And I'm I, I have to, I know, I hope that eventually they're able to release that trauma. It's a lot of freaking work, I've got mm-hmm. to imagine. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of work taking yourself on to that level. Right. Um but at least they're out of it. And then do you, the dignified employment part, mm-hmm. do you employ them? Are you, you, is it a little bit of you, a little bit of other people? Or how does that work, the employment part for these? Not so much me. Okay. I mean, I would, and, but, you know, I have one employee that I would almost call marginalized. Okay. She lost her husband. She's, you know, she had to take on, but she's, she doesn't have stacked Okay, gotcha. Vulnerabilities. Right. You know, like she definitely is in a hard place and I'm thrilled that I can employ her. But that's not that's not typical of like that's not what we're looking for. We're okay. looking for people in incredibly desperate desperate situations. And so we partner with centers that are providing jobs specifically for those groups. Great. Survivors okay, got, of sex yeah. trafficking or those who are in a very marginalized community and are striving to come out. Gotcha. So some of the things we've listed, um, extreme poverty, devaluation of the girl child, and just going back to like what you started off with, you mm-hmm. know, think about so natural disaster or man-made disaster. Right. And we have two perfect examples in the past few, well, in the year. Right. Ukraine. Yep. Those people, you bomb someone's home. They don't have a home. They're fleeing for their lives. So there's a vulnerability. They're homeless. Yeah. Okay. Have they lost jobs? You better believe it. So there's their income that's gone. So they've lost their home. They've lost their jobs. Now they're traveling to other countries trying to survive. Right. What What are the vulnerabilities of a refugee or an immigrant? Okay. Whether it's legal or not. I Whether you... 
what whatever you wherever you are with that right wherever they are legally they don't know the language they don't know the culture oh yeah they they come into a new country i mean i've talked to refugees and they come into a country and they're like i don't trust the police I come from a country you never trust the exactly. police. They don't right. understand how society works. Right. The ability to get a job. So we've got Ukraine, man-made disaster. There's a war. Like someone is attacking and destroying their homes. Right. And they have to flee. And then refugees and immigrants, I just mentioned, we have a partner group that works, that provides jobs for Syrian refugees. So we had all these people leaving Syria because of man-made disaster. And they fled to Turkey. This group is in Turkey, right by the refugee camp where the Syrian refugees are. And then the earthquake hit. Oh my gosh. Natural disaster on top. So when you talk layering these vulnerabilities, they're in a new country, new culture, don't speak the language. You know, they don't have a way to support themselves. If you're a female in a, in a culture that doesn't value women. Right. Yeah. So, so then they find, so you help find them dignified employment. The centers are providing those jobs. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So I, when I say partner center, gotcha. that's a group that's providing life skills, job training, dignified employment. And made for freedom. Mm-hmm. How do you raise money to help all these people? Help all this happen. So we we do everything that we can mm-hmm. to take the products that they make, and this is the only way we partner. Like, right? I would love to do more, but this is our space, you right? Know? And I just need to know this is our lane, right? If they have products that I think we can help them sell, right? Because if you think about artisans, so you have a group of artisans. If they're making something. They can they can make a room full of widgets, whatever the widget is, right? That doesn't help them sustain. Like right. they have to sell it. Exactly. All right, where are they going to sell it? Selling is hard. It's very hard. Sales and marketing what? is hard. It's so hard. <laughs> it is not easy. <laughs> no. Yes. So I see, I kind of explain, I am kind of sales and marketing for 20 different centers around the world. They can make these things. And I, if it's a group, and I talk to a lot of different groups, I'm not, I don't only like exclusively deal with one. I talk to groups. If they fit this category, if they are providing jobs for people who are marginalized or survivors right. of trafficking, I want to help. Yeah. I want to help. But I have to have a product that is going to sell. Gotcha. Like if yeah. you give me something that I can't sell, I can't help. I'm not right. helping you. And right, what I right, want right. to do. So really, everything that we we just try to increase sales because when we can sell more, they create more jobs. I love it. So that so, it's dignified so employment. Tell people how to find Made for Freedom. Madeforfreedom.com. <laughs> or on Twitter, Made for Freedom. Facebook, Made for Freedom. Instagram, Made, made for, freedom. for Freedom. LinkedIn, Made for Freedom. It's, it's really pretty easy. Yeah, made, it's, and it's not a number. No, made it's, yeah, it's F-O-R. F-O-R. That's good to made tell people. Made for Freedom. No numbers. But you, it is beautiful. I mean, you Thank have beautiful you. jewelry and accessories. And so. Oh, and we're on camera. And we're on camera. Look at. Look no. at. Look at. Look at the accessories. And okay, I got to tell you about this one. This is this a one, great. This is great. This, I have one and I love it. It's. And you. And I, I didn't that. wear it today. I need to wear it. Well, that's okay. It has writing on three sides. It says, seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly. 
And this is easily one of our best sellers. So it's, um, and can, uh, wait, can I, t I, oh, I did wear the other one. I didn't know <laughs> if we were going to be on camera or not. <laughs> I got to tell the story behind Go. this because when Go. I mentioned outreach. And you're going to answer my other questions really Okay, fast. I got to answer them really quickly. <laughs> this one, and you're not going to be able to see it well, but I'm going to show you anyway. So this separates. So there's a little star in here. There's a gold version of this and it has a heart cut out. So that middle piece, so this, the necklace was put together and made by survivors, right? right? So it's providing dignified employment. That middle piece, that is made into another necklace given to girls still working in red light districts oh, as part of that relationship cool. building. And they say, we don't want anything from you, but we want you to know that you're valuable. And someone wearing the other part of this seat oh, <laughs> is standing there for freedom. that's lovely, Dawn. And so... <laughs> oh my gosh okay sorry. you're gonna but, get me crying now sorry i say this all the time why am i crying don't be, this time don't be sorry about it either it's um, your heart your heart is out there yeah big time but that's like this is providing jobs that's for those so who have been amazing. rescued and it's providing that relationship building piece for those who are still being exploited and giving them a little bit of hope and giving them some truth you are valuable so what is that necklace called for people that are listening to the podcast and can't see the necklace? Oh, that's true. Committed Heart. Committed it's Heart. It's under our bestsellers always because there's a, there's a committed there's heart. There's a lot the, around that. The pillar, the one that you can't see is stainless steel and it's this nice bar. It's very sleek and I think it's... Very I think it's cool. beautiful, and it just goes with everything. And it says amazing things. And it's it called makes the Seek. It reminds you. It's called the Seek Justice yeah. Necklace. But anyway, yes. Thank you, Don. I'm going to answer other questions. Well, you know what? Fun questions. We've got wacky questions now to I'm take wacky. us out of our— so I know. it's all good. So you, you're big heart, but oh. you're also really fun and wacky. I am a so little bizarre. Wild, weird, wacky, wild, all that good stuff. Let's do it. All the good stuff. Okay, so what I want to know— <laughs> Have you ever had a particularly fun or particularly strange roommate? <laughs> you get to choose oh, which you want to talk particularly about. Particularly fun or strange roommate? Ugh. In college or no roommates? Oh, I've had roommates. I'm going through. Hmm. Mm. I had I had a roommate. This was a weird situation. <laughs> This was not. Everybody has a weird roommate in their past. <laughs> this was not by choice. I had a job in China, and they said, "This is your apartment." And I had roommates, which was a couple. And I was oh, like, "That's interesting." Thank you. And she was from Poland, and he was from Kenya. Okay. Okay. International city. Like yeah. I love, I love gotcha. international feel, but I, this was a little more than I was ready for. But that's okay. I have my own room. They have a room. Fine. He hmm, was so concerned about us sharing like a kitchen. We oh. we shared an apartment. Yeah, so of you're course we shared share a, a fridge. Yeah, that happens. He put his initials on everything that he bought so that we would not and it, the other chick was his girlfriend. So it was just my concern. Right. Oh. I guess it was just, I don't know. Maybe he didn't trust his girlfriend. Hmm. But um, he put his initials on everything. But then he started eating some of my, and I had multivitamins. <laughs> Wait a minute. Which you cannot buy in China. Okay. I would bring them over from right, the United right. States. Gotcha. So he'd start taking my multivitamins. And I'm like, do I need to put my initials I'm on every initials stinking? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so weird. It was ridiculous. Okay. 
All right, How's next that? one. Is that good? I, I want to go with your bike weird. ride because you shared a <laughs> bike ride with me. I want to oh. know, is there a certain section of the park that when you go through, like this is my favorite part? That hill. <laughs> the hill? The hill. The hill up or down? Oh, when I go see my doctor and he says, are you getting a cardio workout? And I say, yeah, I'll go yeah. for a bike ride. And he looks at me like, oh, that's no cardio. I'm like, have, have you, you done the hill? counter? <laughs> so we're talking, <laughs> let me just, let me just orient you. Forest Park, counterclockwise, skinker. That's all that needs to be said. All right. That hill. I love you it. You do counterclockwise. You have to go up that puppy. The incline is not steep, but it is long and it takes it takes commitment. Today, I wanted to turn around. I was like, I have so much I got to do. No, Dawn. Stay. Do that hill. And do Commit the, to the hill. hill. You got to do what's hard to receive the benefit, the the reward, which is a good workout. I my, love My it. doctor still doesn't get it. I need to tell him, skinker, counterclockwise forest park, do it, and then tell me I'm not getting a cardio workout. Go. I like it. But the I love hill. it. The now hill. I, it's not my favorite gonna, part, but that is but a significant. The part that you're like this. The hill. I'm doing it. It's the skinker. Anyone, if you talk to anyone who bikes around, if you're going down it, you're just on your brakes the whole yeah, stinking time. Gotcha. A long time. You go up it. You, you know Do it. the hill. Mm -hmm. I like it. All right, and finally, this is something I ask everyone. Okay. Let's talk kindness. Mm. Just something top of mind. Kindness you either witnessed, received, or have given. <laughs> I mean, you've given a lot of kindness, but this is okay. This so is why this, you're here. You but. say okay, but you include wacky in this, right? All right, let's kindness. go. Wacky kindness. I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> I I could. My husband prevents me from being this, but I could easily be like the crazy cat woman. Oh, I, I like it. Love cats. Okay. We have and my so we have three Russian blues, two of which were rescues, and it took five years for them to just understand our kindness <laughs> but 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 now recently we have started <laughs> we we feed the neighborhood kitties Aww. and so we put and my husband now i think is becoming a crazy cat man like he's we have a front porch and he works by the window that can see our front porch. And he moves the bowl in front that has the kitty food for the neighborhood kitties. I love it. To I the, totally would be doing that. He puts it up there. And one of them, so can I tell you the names of our kitties? Our yes. neighborhood kitties? Yes. Well, wait, the Russian blues that live in our home, our three kitties, they're Russian, right? Wait, so, okay. Boris, Natasha, and Isabella. Love it. They have to have Russian names. The neighborhood kitties, not, we didn't put so much thought. We have Patch, Patches. Patchy, <laughs> Smoky, Midnight, Tom, and Orange Kitty. <laughs> I know, so you guys are not oh, bird watching. You we're are cat watching. Wa we kitty watch. And I love Patches, it. Patches comes up. She has gotten, she has gotten, my husband got to pet her first. He was so excited. Aww. And now if the food bowl is empty, she jumps up on the ledge. She looks in the window and meows at him. And he's like, oh, you need some, you need some food. Okay. I love it. So we're now feeding the neighborhood strays. Somebody's got to do it. I'm it's glad kind. you're doing it. It's kind. It is kind. So we're the kitties. You know when it started? When we had that whole thing of like 20 below. Oh. I'm like, how do kitties survive in yeah. 20 below when they live outside? Right. We need to provide some food. I put some boxes out. I was going to say, I'm waiting for the little kitty homes with the like the electric I did, I, like, I put, pads in them so well, they're nice and warm. 
we kind of have and it, we have an, a garage that's not attached and it has a broken window and Smokey has figured out how to get through that window. And so I put little boxes in there with towels. And then when I, I think they were using it for more than just sleeping, like it started to well, stink in there. I was like, yeah. okay, kitty apartments are out. That. Yeah. And then I found a bunch of feathers. I'm like, oh, Smokey, don't, <laughs> oh, no. don't bring well, the birds in <laughs> But they smoke, do that. They that do was that, probably that, a gift for you. Right. You're supposed to be like, oh, thanks, oh, Smokey. Yeah. It's really Thank sweet of you. <laughs> but Smokey lives in our garage on occasion. Patches comes over and smoke. Yeah, Patch came and said hello to me last night too. Oh. Anyway, I love it, Don Mansky. <laughs> this is fantastic. So, from my heart, thank you so much for what you do. Well, this is thank, thank you. you. I appreciate you. It's much. amazing. It has. I thank you for having me to just talk wacky well, and but talk I, about my passion. Th- and, but this is what it's all about. My mm. podcast is about kindness. And when somebody's taking kindness to the next level, mm. creating an entire company around it, I want people to know more. And I'm also excited to say that you're a client of 100th Monkey. So thank yes. you for being a client of 100th Monkey. Yes. We do the really hard task of the freaking sales and marketing parts, right? It's yes. so much work. It is. It is. It is a royal pain. It's, it's, it's having an... Agency to help figure all this out is awesome, but it's still a lot of work. Right. Yep. Right. We work hard. Yeah, yes. And I have makeup on, so. And you look fabulous. That means Even I probably after should do some videos. Even after your crazy pill ride. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and you do a lot of videos, which is awesome. Well, I but I have makeup on. That means, <laughs> that means oh gosh, maybe today. And makeup I, means video time. I bought a gimbal. What's a gimbal? It's the thing that holds my phone in it. Oh, the right, gyroscope right, right. thingy. Oh, look at you, I fancy. You should have brought that for us today. That's not moving. Yeah. That's for right. when I'm walking That's around. True. Or on gotcha. my bike ride. I'll do a video for you I on my bike ride. I think you should do a bike ride video I've done with one before. all of your accessories on. Yeah. <laughs> Going up the hill. <laughs> up the hill. Made for freedom. <laughs> oh my gosh. With the gimbal. And my makeup is <laughs> melting off. And the, uh, it's, I'm very sweaty right now, and the accessories are sticking to me. But you know what? We're all made for freedom. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Dawn, so much for coming on you today. You can put all of that part. Oh, my God. Heck no. No, no. That's the fun part, right? Oh, I mean, we have to balance out the, wow, this is uh, some tough stuff with, you know, we need to live in the world and still laugh and have joy. True. It is true. Thank you for what you do. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. This Mwah. is lovely. I'm going to have some more of my caffeine. Okay, bee please drink. do. <laughs> Everyone out there, you've been listening to, what are we called? Mishmash? <laughs> Mishmash. Mishmash, yeah. Or, I don't know, Dawn running up and down hills on a bike. I don't know. We can call all kinds <laughs> we, of things. but <laughs> The wacky, the strange, the wonderful. We're, we're having awesome times. All right. So go out there. Be kind. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you, Dawn. Everybody have a good one. Thank Bye. you.